Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast. Before we get to our guests, special shout out to Cruise Consulting. We do all your startup accounting, startup taxes, and tons of consulting work, kind of whatever comes up, like financial models, budget actuals, maybe some state registration, sales tax, VC, due diligence support, whatever comes up for your company, we're there for you. 750 clients strong now, $10 billion in capital raised by our clients. I can't believe it. $2 billion this year. It's been a crazy, awesome year. So check us out at cruiseconsulting.com. And now on to our guest. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to cruise. Founders and friends, it's Cruise Consulting. Founders and Friends with your host, Scotty Orn. Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast with Scott Orn at Cruise Consulting. And today, my very special guest is Alex Krakow from Doc. Welcome, Alex. Thanks for having me, Scott. My pleasure. You've been a client for a couple of years. You're a super nice guy. I've always loved your company and wanted to have you on the podcast. Yeah, excited to be here. Tell, tell my story. Yeah. So retrace your career and tell everyone how you had the idea because this is a great founding story here yeah so i don't know i guess i, I went to school at, at tulane in new orleans my parents are lawyers i always thought i was going to be a lawyer uh but somewhere along the line i was like i actually don't want to do that why do i want to do that and i kind of fell in love with this idea of all right i want to do make money online like how do i do internet business stuff and you know long story short i spent a year at yelp doing sales and then I got lucky. I got I worked at this advertising agency called Blue State Digital, um, and they were famous for doing Obama's campaigns. Oh, and I didn't so, know that. Maybe. Yeah, so I learned a lot from them. I didn't actually do those campaigns, but they did 08 and 12. There was a lot of lessons from that that they were then applying to corporate customers. And so my client was Google at the time, and so that's what brought me out to, to California. So I, I learned a lot about marketing while I was at Blue State. How do you do sort of scrappy organizing people online, sort of campaign style marketing. And then I got some unique, you know, insights while I was working with Google and I got to do some fun projects like Google Fiber and do marketing launches and stuff. So I did that for like three, four years, but I really wanted to do startups. Like that was always my goal was like to start a company. Uh, and I had all these random little things I was doing on the side, you know, just playing around with different ideas. I had gone into business school. I was like, do I go to business school? Do I stay at this agency? Do I try and start my own company? And I got very lucky. I was living in San Francisco. My roommate at the time had joined this company called Lattice as the first employee. And he kept, I was sitting on the couch and I kept coming home with, with marketing problems. And I was like, I can help uh, with that. Long story short, I pitched Jack. I was like, here's how I can help Lattice as, as a marketer, right? Uh, and yeah, and I, I was lucky enough to join Lattice as the third employee. Oh my God, I knew you were like the third employee. Are you insane? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Good for I learned so much there. I mean, I went, yeah, I described it yeah. as I went from being like the only dude doing marketing just on my laptop, you know, by myself and, you know, flash forward five years later, Lattice grew from, you know, three people, five people to, you know, three, 400 people, tens of millions amazing. of revenue. So amazing. it was very formative for me. And, and while I was at Lattice, I sort of came up with the idea for Doc as well. I'm the third person at Cruise uh, seven and a half years ago. And it's a, it's wild, right? Like you do everything and then you slowly start specializing more and more. And it's this incredible because things are take, getting taken off your plate, but you're also seeing the company grow and all these new people and new relationships and new advice coming into the company. It's, it's super rewarding. Yeah. Um, and, that, and that's amazing that you stayed there for so long, you know, to, to ride that out for a long time. And then you had the, the new idea for Doc. It didn't, when we were talking, when we talked the first time, because we talked like right when you created the company, probably 
two and a half years ago, maybe something like that. Two years ago. You're like, dude, this is a problem. Like we literally have this problem. You know, like I am I, like, I know this is this is needed because we have this exact problem and I'm going to solve it with my new company. Yeah. So the story and how I sort of stumbled across the idea for Doc was like with Lattice, we were moving on market, right? We were we sort of yeah. did the classic SaaS thing of you start selling to other YC companies, other small startups. And as you build more features, right, you sort of can move up market, sell to bigger and bigger companies, and you just get a more sophisticated sale. And that's pretty yeah. much what yeah. most SaaS companies do, unless you're your workday or somebody like that. But I'm running marketing, right? I'm in charge of a team making all this stuff for the sales team. But the problem I noticed was, one, it was hard to get the sales team to always realize what they should send over because there's just so much stuff. And then two- Also two, outdated stuff, you know, it's a mess. Yeah, you know, exactly. There's no standardization. Yeah. 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 And it was even harder though, for like the customer and the buyer on the other side to, to sift through all of the different things, right? Cause it was lost in emails. It was on our website. It was sort of all over the place. And the lattice enterprise sale really hinged on, like we would work with the HR person who was our champion, but then she would have to go around the rest of the organization and convince, you know, the CEO and the C-suite, the managers, the rest of the HR team, what is lattice? Why should we do this? Why should we have yeah. this, you know, alongside our HRIS system? And so- yeah. What I built was this like little microsite in Webflow where a sales team could like duplicate it. And there was like these little toggles in the CMS where they could swap out case studies. And they basically, it just packaged up all of the content in one place with the customer's logo on it. And it became this great asset for the sales reps to, to send over to, to the HR champion. And like, I did that, you know, I don't know, it was probably 2018, 2019 or something. And I, you know, I kind of shipped it and didn't forget about it, but I wasn't actively managing it. Like I had to do be via, via VP of marketing, yeah. you know? That's um, the kind of classic thing that like the early employee who it's like the utility, I call it like a utility player in baseball or something like that. Yeah. Like, hey, can you just figure this out for us, Alex? Yeah, <laughs> and then no. you use Webflow, which is like a no code software tool because you probably couldn't get any development time, right? So you just kind of did it yourself. But it was more just my weird project, I think. It was more like I want I, I wanted to do this. And then I pitched, I had to pitch Dini, who was like the CRO, you know, and, and be like, hey Dini, can I take a couple of your reps and try this? Like, you know, which is funny. And you know, I I'd done enough successful things that they're like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. Um but yeah, I like I basically looked back on the usage of it during COVID, uh, you know, in 2020, 2021, and I and the sales team had made like over six hundred of these different micro sites. Wow. And I was that's like, awesome. wow, like there is something here and I'd always wanted yeah. to start a company. And so I started sort of scheming a little more on the side and sort of flushing out the idea. And it's expanded beyond what I think it, it originally was. But yeah, that's sort of the, the backstory of what led me to start Doc. That's really cool. And so then you got into business and you were, I think you might've been like a one or two man show for a little while. And now like, where, where's the company today? Like, you know, we were, You've got like a full-on SaaS product that people can subscribe to. It's self-serve. I mean, get where what's going on with it today? Yeah. So the idea has definitely evolved beyond just like this microsite for salespeople. The way we think about Doc today is it's it basically helps revenue teams collaborate with customers, and we do that across the customer lifecycle, and we kind of do it in like three different ways. The first is at the top of the funnel, like a digital sales room, which is similar to the Webflow thing, which is like mm -hmm. let's put all the content in one place. The sales team gets awesome analytics. It hooks up to the CRM. You could do mutual action plans within it for more mm. enterprise deals. And you can like drip out the content as the relationship progresses. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Then we also do like onboarding. So we've taken like, it's like a project plan. It's like a little Asana, right? But it's meant for collaborating directly with your customer. And so customer onboarding is a big 
use case that um, that we've sort of stumbled across as we've been building Doc. And then the last one is like a client portal. So when a client has finished onboarding and they're signed up with the company, you know, one place to sort of host all the different things, whether it's like your QBRs or your dashboards, deliverables, next steps, all of that stuff in one place. And so it's a very like flexible, we call it a collaborative workspace that you can really edit and change and mold to your company process. Um, so yeah, it's been a lot of fun building it. I, I teamed up with like two of my friends from Lattice, so engineer and designer. Uh, and then we awesome. have two other developers working on it as well. So still still a small scrappy team, but we've been we've been pushing a lot of product. Yeah. You kind of want to, we were talking before turning the mics on, you want to stay that way for as long as you can, as long as things aren't breaking or the stress isn't too high. And yeah. then, and then you kind of, I mean, you went through it, the, the, you went through it at last, right? Do you look back and you're like, oh, very similar kind of pattern and trajectory and you know you can have faith in the SaaS compounding right totally yeah like i think one of the, the hardest part about building a SaaS business is the people element which is why lattice is an amazing business in the first place yeah. but like there's just so much complexity as you grow a team as you scale people like humans are just complex as you add more people you have to add more layers of management and all of yeah. this stuff right it just becomes more complex and so what i would love to do a doc is sort of keep the team as small as possible so we can focus on like the core part, which is delivering value to our customers, building an awesome product and reduce some of like the overhead crap that a lot of companies have, at least for as long as we can, you know, I was like, put yeah. that off as long as we can. Um, and I always, you know, like hiring people is not, uh, you know, a metric of success. I actually think it's the reverse. It's a metric of yeah. failing where you fail to sort of do the job with the current team. So you have to add more people. And so that's sort of at least how I'm trying to, to run doc right now, but it's always appealing to be like, all right, I need a salesperson to go faster or this and that, yeah. which, which we are hiring for, but yeah. You kind of remind me of Calendly in that you take this very specific action and make it super efficient. Cause like, you know, how, how much time do we all waste trying to schedule meetings before Calendly? And you guys are like centralizing this content. And I, I can tell you, dude, I get we because we update our our PDFs and things like that. And I'm constantly trying to figure out which one is the most is the newest. And I just looked at it the other day and was like, oh, we got to update these three things. And then I get it in, back in Slack to me. And like, so so you're on to something big time. And I didn't even think about the analytics, but being able to see like who even looked at this stuff and what's going on, that's probably super helpful. Yeah. And it gets very powerful too, where when it hooks up to the CRM, where you can pull in that yeah. data. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So you can pull in like mutual action plan data or customer onboarding data or, you know, content data to your CRM, Salesforce and HubSpot, and then pull it into different reports for lead scoring, forecasting, different things like that. And so you can get a sense of how the deal's progressing and 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 be a little bit more sort of predictive in, in how it goes. That's amazing. Now, where are you having success selling this? Is it like tech companies, SMBs, or is it bigger companies? Like you said, you talked about the lattice kind of march up the adoption thing, Gartner, the Gartner adoption curve or whatever. Are you seeing that with Doc or where are you seeing like, hey, the traditional SaaS companies that are starting out love this thing? Like what's who's using it? Yeah. So my goal is to build a company that helps one person all the way up to 10,000 people. And so to do that, we are sort of focusing on the lower end of the market right now, where it's like, how can we deliver an amazing experience for SMB to lower mid-market, let's say, yeah. uh, if you sort of standard company size. And so we've spent more time building like a self-serve flow 
um, in order to better serve some of those like SMB customers and how yeah, they, they match and wanna, they want to buy. And then over time, we're going to layer on different features. You know, like right now in Doc, everyone is an admin. Uh, we have no concept of different user, you know, permissions. Roles. Like that's yeah, a thing, yeah. you know, roles. Yeah. So that's something we, you know, we are, you know, adding to over time. Um, and it's funny, like the, the customer base is pretty diverse. I mean, it's it, like definitely leans tech company. Right. Like, and that's just my own personal network and sort of that who happens, I know yeah. and who follows yeah. me on LinkedIn and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I just talked to someone this week who's building like decks and pergolas and like a landscaping business. Oh, that's amazing. Um, you know, and they're trying to be more digitally forward and stuff. And so, you know, yeah. like, it's a it's a great and I, I see the use like my mom was just redoing her backyard and it was a mess. Right. And so I see the the use cases like for basically I was going to say like. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. So I'm yeah. sorry. Um, but like, like a landscaping business or something super tangible, yeah. like they want to present that stuff in an interactive way because that's their best sales tool, you know, yeah. like before and after. This is what your backyard can look like. That makes and you you have that Yelp background, too, which I didn't even think about. But like the SMB market is so deep, you know, that that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, very, very deep. And I, I think there's just Doc is riding a wave and a shift of like buyer behavior. And, you yeah. know, like it used to be that, like, you know, you think of like old school sales where it was like the boiler room or Wolf of Wall Street, where they just call someone up and like swindle them over the phone. But with the internet, you can just like research like crazy. And yeah. I think there's some stat, I'm going to butcher this a little bit, but it's like a buyer only spends like 20% of their buying time actually talking to a salesperson. And that's across salespeople across every competitor too. So they, they're only talking to you as a salesperson, like four or 5% of their whole buying experience. And so you need as a salesperson to immediately like curate all the value and personalize it in one place for a buyer. Um, and that's why we've been successful to date is like, it's, it, we're sort of building a platform that helps sales teams match what they're doing with the modern buyer experience and what the buyer expects on, on the other side. I totally agree. I, I like to think about it as like the buyer hopefully is coming into that sales conversation with like testing you to validate that what they've researched already is true, mm -hmm. you know, like instead of pretending like they don't know anything about you, it's more of like, Hey, what questions can I answer for you? How can I demonstrate value for you just to put the cherry on top of the Sunday instead of trying to build the Sunday in front of the buyer? Exactly. And I, it's funny, I used to get so frustrated in marketing because like I, I put everything on the website, like we were not like gating things. It was just like, it's on the website, yeah. but and then people would ask me, where is it? And I'm like, it's on the website. And then I think over time I learned that it's like, no, the website is not the, the best answer. You actually need to like really curate and personalize it to yeah. the person you're speaking with. Um, so Yeah, that's amazing. I'm really excited for you that you're kind of getting these other non-tech companies because there is no reason why so many of these types of companies wouldn't be using you. It's just, it's probably that we were talking also before we turned the mics on about like, being patient and letting the company build and letting also one thing I'm a big fan of is like your product gets better every day. And, you know, you don't have to be in a huge rush. You definitely want to be signing up customers and making sure the business is viable, but don't, you need some patience in business. And I think it sounds like that's kind of what you're doing too. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think of like my, my job, number one is listen to customers and invest into R and D and build, build yeah. the product. And we will be a successful company because of you know, dock the product, not dock anything else. Like I don't want to, I think there's some companies maybe are just amazing at sales and the products meh. It's like, I want to be the opposite and, and self-serve and sort of what we're doing, I think demand yeah. that. Um, and so that's definitely been like the, the mentality as, as I've started to, to build the company.
is there like any like super interesting way you've seen someone use doc like you know you talked about the the landscaping business but something that like you never would have anticipated and you're like oh my gosh that's interesting so we have one company um is using doc and they're using doc to help i guess they work with with founders and they're trying to help founders start companies and so their oh, customer is a founder on the other side um it's called yeah. fractal software as, as the company and i think, oh, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. their model is like they're like a venture studio or something and they basically help founders like meet each other it's like a founder matching and then start companies out of that and they're using doc to like explain um their offering right and explain and get onboarding to the program so it's still like sales and onboarding but it's not like traditional SaaS sales right it's not the stuff yeah. that i had in my my like core templates and stuff when we started and what, what's what's interesting about like the future of doc and all this stuff is it all operates around a template and so it's a flexible editor that we can templatize and so as we learn about different use cases we can really templatize them and then share learnings with with other customers right and so it becomes this really like scalable self-learning engine over time Hey, it's Scott Horn at Cruise Consulting, taking a quick pit stop to give some of the groups at Cruise a big shout out. First up is our tax team. Amazing. They can do your federal and state income tax returns, R&D tax credits, sales tax help, anything you need for state registrations. They do it all. And we're so grateful for all their awesome work. Also, our finance team is doing amazing work now. They build financial models, budget actuals, and help your company navigate the VC due diligence process. I guess our tax team does that too on the tax side, but the finance team is doing great work. And then, you know, I think everyone kind of knows our accounting team is pretty awesome, but want to give them a shout out too. Thanks. And back to the guest. You're also touching on something that I find is so interesting, which is when is venture capital going to become like other businesses, you know? Like still, even to this day, VC is so centric on uh, getting the introduction to a partner, you know, and you see like some partners be like, I only want to talk to people who are introduced to me. And I always look at that and I'm like, oh, there's just like what what that client's doing for you. They're, they're using Doc to tell their story proactively mm -hmm. and get it out there like a normal business would. Every business right. wants someone to listen to their story, right? And I, I just think that's like so, so interesting. Like venture capital is slowly becoming like every other business and having funnels and lead gen and telling their story and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And every VC, and it's like when I was raising money, it's like every VC, like they, they're like, oh yeah, we should use this for our portfolio companies. You know, that's their reaction. And maybe they're pandering to me or not, but yeah. you know, it's like, they want to impress their portfolios, they, portfolio companies. They have yep. all these services and things that they're offering to them. And, you know, it, and they can use Doc as a way to explain that to them and get them onboarding into those different services. So, yeah, I mean, I honestly think it could work for pretty much any B2B business in the world. I had a friend who was a B2B founder who he kept raising, kept kind of pseudo raising money for a while. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, you know, and he's like, actually, he's like, don't tell anyone because I'll, I'll never, I won't name this person. But he's like, actually, every time I meet with a VC firm, I get 10 leads out of it. So it's the most efficient thing I can, That's 10 funny. leads from yeah. their portfolio company. Yeah. So he's like, it's the most efficient thing I can do with my time right now. Yeah. And I was like, sounds like that's kind of happening for you too. Yeah, no, they definitely, every, every VC you talk to as you're raising, if they, if they want to invest, they're like, Ooh, you know, I'll introduce you to these people. And it's their best way also to do due diligence on you as well. Oh yeah. And they're like, sure. Oh, if these customers bite, then there's something there. If not, maybe not. Yeah. For sure. One of the things you talked about was integrating that into the CRM system. And I'm constantly telling our clients, maybe you can kind of do an amen here or, or chime in. 
to get up and running on a CRM as soon as possible, because for us, you know, this, we like, we need sales by state and that kind of stuff and need to know where the customers are to do taxes correctly. Hmm. I can't tell you how many clients like don't track where their customers are and it becomes this like giant headache around tax time. I mean, what have you, what, what are some of the, like, can you sell it to, to some of these founders? Like why should they be using CRM? And then, and then of course doc like probably turbocharges the CRM because they're getting so much more value out of it. Right. Yeah. It's funny. Like to me, a CRM is just like the first thing, first software you buy, it's like a no brainer solution. It's like your customers are the most important thing you need to keep track yeah. of. And like for doc, when I, I started with Airtable, like doing a little CRM yeah. in Airtable, yeah. but then pretty quickly, like I didn't want to have to set up all the CRM stuff in Airtable myself. So I switched to HubSpot, which HubSpot has been fantastic. Honestly, like I did Salesforce at Lattice, you know, beast of a tool, a lot to do, but HubSpot out of the box, like, you know, does a lot for yeah. you. And yeah, I mean, it's just a fundamental tool to run your business. And as soon as you have sales folks in there, they're going to demand it too. Like, I think you just honestly go crazy if you didn't have a CRM. It's like, who's doing what, what customers doing this, like, where are people at? Like, and early at doc, I haven't, you know, been the best sale, you know, like hygiene in the CRM yeah. and keeping it all That's clean. Important doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter as much when it's just me, but as I hire salespeople, that will become more and more important. And then the way I think about Doc is it obviously, you know, connects, you know, syncs directly with uh, the CRM. And in some ways, Doc is like the, the client facing CRM. Yeah, that's a good way of saying that. That's all really the stuff smart. That, that gets shared, right? Yeah. And like one of the top five, probably reason people, I think uh, Doc appeals to them is like, the sales to customer success handoff is like famously always a disaster. I haven't talked to anybody who's like, oh, this is perfect. We figured it out. Uh, and Doc like literally just will show what what they had sent over. And so you as a CX person have this record. And if people use Doc really well, they'll even have like success criteria in there or why the customer's buying. And the CX person can just look at that and then switch to onboarding. And we've designed Doc in a way where you can like, um, drip out content over time mm -hmm. and in the same workspace, you can transition it from all the sales stuff and you can hide all of that and just drop in like your onboarding plan, onboarding off deck and stuff. Like yeah. That. That's amazing. That's really funny about the transition too. Yeah. That's yeah. And they're all already used to the tool, right? So they're already like experimenting with it. They know they bought the software or whatever the service is. And so then it's just like a continuation. I really like that comment about how it's the like, client facing version of the CRM because you're right. Cause this, the client doesn't always get that much value out of a company using the CRM. That's probably why one of the reasons people are slower to adopt it, the CRM, even though they should yeah. be using it early. That's I'm going to be thinking about that. Like all day, that was a, a wise, the, wise the comment. Thing that, like customer relationship management, which is what CRM stands for. It's like, it doesn't actually help the cost. Like a CRM yeah. is the company the back end. It's the data. Like, you know, I know I'm the promoting doc whoever, but doc actually helps you impact the customer relationship. And I guess yeah. in theory, the data helps you have better conversations. Like I get why it's called that, but I don't know. It's a weird category name that's evolved. And I think it's sort of, it should be like your customer data management platform or something like that. Yeah. It, but I do like how you guys are making it tangible for the customer. Also, it's got to be super rewarding. Like, do you get stories from your clients who are like your like your customers being like, "Oh man, we nailed this big client because because a doc or they got us in the door." I've been calling this person five times, and they finally actually looked at the doc yeah. content and then let me in the door. 
The best feeling is when I get forwarded, like my customer's customer email. Um, yeah. Like black yeah. out the name or whatever, but it'll say, oh my God, best onboarding resource I've ever seen. Yeah. Or, wow, that was so easy. You know, great sales proposal or, or something like that. And that's when I know it's working. And that's actually also like our biggest like hurdle to overcome. Like, you know, I think doc demos really well. People get the concept. It's exciting. And then the, the middle setting up takes a little work. But once I get someone to set it up and share it with a customer and then the customer responds positively, then they're hooked and very sticky. And we give the analytics to show that it happens. And like, that's our aha moment, I think, for for Doc. I also like the the concept. I don't know how to say this, but like, um, there's an old saying, like money works 24 hours a day. Money never sleeps. You know, it's like why Wall Street people make so much money because their their money's working for them all the time. Right. And doc is working for your sales team all the time you don't you don't know if the if the prospect is like like me i'm sitting on the couch at like nine o'clock p.m and my family we're watching tv but i'm really looking at something on my phone or looking at a video or something like that you don't know if the prospect Mm -hmm. is doing at 9 p.m or 8 a.m or in the middle of their day or whatever and so doc is always working for Mm -hmm. for the sales team basically yeah and to take that thread a a step further like you as a salesperson very rarely get in the room where the champion is talking to the internal yeah yeah when they go and talk to the boss and all the other people like you have no insight when that conversation is happening or what was said and you have very little control um over it doc solves that because you give the thing that the champion will pass to the to their boss and then you'll be able to see when the boss checks it out and then you can also control what the champion is sending over yeah. because it's not like they're just sending over like one random PDF. They're sending over your full story and all the yeah. different components. Of That's it. really smart. Yeah. You're like, you're, you're arming the champion with everything they could possibly need. That's really, really cool. Yeah. You got it. It's a good idea, man. I've always loved, I always loved this. I'm so glad you came on the pod. Well, I, I have to be respectful of your time, so we should wrap it up, but can you tell everyone how to reach out and if they want to work with doc or try it out where, where to find it? Yeah, of course. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Doc.us uh, is the website. D-O-C-K.us. Go to that. Uh, we have a free trial, 14 days. Like, Go sign up, play around with it. Um, if you ever want to reach out to me, Alex at Doc.us. I've also blogged a little bit about marketing. If you ever want to check that out, Krakov, my last name, .co uh, is the website. And yeah, my Twitter handle is Krakov too. I share random stuff on there. So yeah, we'd love to talk to anybody. Like we we, we survive off customer feedback. That is how we're yeah. building it. So even if you don't even want to be a customer, you just want to shoot the shit and talk about uh, ideas, always, always game to talk. I love things. it. I love it. Great product. I wish you the best. And I, I think like arming the champion is really, really, it's such, you're just making people more successful. And, and ultimately that champion is feel strongly about whatever they're going to buy because they want their company to be more successful. You know, you're, you're like kind of accelerating change at all these, like everywhere you know so I'm, I'm really happy for you well keep keep going and uh we'll check out in on you in a year or so and uh best of luck and thanks for coming on the pod awesome thanks so much scott all right buddy thank you so when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting you go to cruise from founders and friends it's cruise consulting founders and friends with your host scotty oh.